Welcome back to the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's content and bring it to you. I'm your host, Danzel, a.k.a. Black Ice 8, joined by my amazing co-host, starting off with Manny, a.k.a. Glutemaster Flex. Say hi to the people. What's up, what's up? It's my uh, first day being a hitman. So. show, what's that? <laughs> All right. And uh, we got Chris, a.k.a. May 25th. How you doing, my guy? Yeah, you know, it's just another day. Sorry, y'all see what I did there. <laughs> Sorry, let's go. Sorry. <laughs> that was good, though, right? Come on, y'all. Oh, God. I don't... Come on, y'all. Anyways, so... Uh, it's, that's it's... the new slogan. Sorry for me. Sorry. <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead. It's been an interesting week and uh, clearly an interesting day <laughs> in the gaming <laughs> world. Um, well, yeah, as always, we'll uh, we'll start off with uh, with what, what are you guys playing? <clears throat> Well, you already know, I've been a cowboy partner for the last couple of days, working on my moonshine shack. Yeah! <laughs> you picked back up Red Dead? Oh, yeah, man. Red Dead's actually lit. Like, yeah, they've been updating it. They've been updating it for, like, you know, the last couple of years. So, you know, they better have some good content. We dove back in, you know what I'm saying? So, specifically Red um, Dead Online? I've been playing that, you know, Bounty Hunters, as well as Moonshine Shack holders, you know what I'm saying? And then, uh... And then, uh, what is it called? Uh, a little bit of Hitman, of course. Okay, okay. It's your first day as the assassin, as you as you mentioned. I wish I had, like, sunglasses and, like, a suit to just, like, put on the string. <laughs> I just need to go bald, too. But <laughs> Shave all that hair off. <laughs> I ain't shaving. <laughs> all right, Chris, what about you? What are you playing, man? Um, I haven't really been playing a lot of much this week. It's been a really light gaming week for your boy. Um... A little bit of cyberpunk here and there. I'm actually getting my character to a really nice spot now. Um, a lot of my cyberware mods are legendary, and uh, my money's getting up there. I'm st- like, I'm starting to be able to craft the guy I want. You know, just looking how I want him. Pause. Uh, that, and then uh, yeah, a little bit of destiny. As much as I was ragging on it last week, and I will continue to rag on it until I see some massive improvements for the veteran players. But the Hawkmoon quest was wild. We did that earlier today, and uh, so that was pretty fun. And that's 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 about it for me in terms of games, man. It's been a light week. So y'all want me to get back on Destiny 2, and you said it's not that great with content? Because for you, there's a shit ton of content. For us, <laughs> oh, we've done man. everything. Exactly. For, for new players, there's plenty to do. There's, there's an overabundance of things to do. But right now for us, we've been in it for a little while. You know, it's kind of stale. We're waiting for the new... Uh, the new season to drop in two weeks, so yeah. But for myself, um, I've been playing, been diving into more Warzone recently. Um, that's been a lot of fun. Oh, oh yeah, that. we caught a dub the yeah, other day. We caught a dub the other day. Oh, I caught a couple dubs this week in particular, but yeah, it's a uh, Warzone. You know, having fun diving back into that. Definitely put it down for quite a while. Um, so yeah, diving into it, seeing some of the the changes that they made in the the world and the new subway system and all that stuff. I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um, and of course, Hitman 3 dropped uh, last Tuesday, so I've been playing a lot of that as well. Uh, having a ton of fun. Like, 
I we'll we'll talk a little bit more about Hitman Three, you know, in a little bit. But I just feel like it's uh it's the puzzle game that nobody talks about. Uh, so I love that game, having a lot of fun with it. And then of course, as Chris mentioned, been diving into Destiny Two as well. Um, we just jumped into that new secret mission for the Hawkmoon Catalyst. Uh, a lot, very difficult, very stressful. Wild. <laughs> very stressful, but satisfying at the same time. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much been it for me. Um, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. So as always, we'll dive into. This is Icebreakers, so take it away, my guy. Hi, Birdman Hands, Birdman Hands. Okay. <laughs> the Icebreaker is, what genre of games do you guys think is, hate to be negative here, but what genre of games do you guys not think is going to make it through the next decade? Because I feel like over the course of the last... Uh, over the course of gaming in general, not every genre makes it, right? And then some some rise to the cream of the crop, some fall to the wayside. Because, like, we always rag on Final Fantasy. Those uh those Japanese-style RPGs, they're probably not nowhere near as popular as they used to be. So, like, they used to be up here, now they're kind of down here. Mm-hmm. So, that's my question. I don't know if you have to say it in terms of the genre completely just being wiped off the face of the planet, but just falling from grace or maybe falling from that mid tier to the low tier. What would y'all think? Okay. Hmm. So I know you guys don't think, you know, I'm stupid for saying this, but I think eventually in this next decade, battle Royales is going to fall off. And Hmm. I feel like it's because every, every game is pretty much, you know, jumping on the bandwagon. You know, recently we call of duty Warzone. We got fall guys, even a family battle Royale type of game jumping in. But, like, this is going to get to a point where I feel like this is going to be so much that everybody's going to, like, get tired of it and want something new because every other game is just going to be pushing this out. And I feel like with the fall of Battle Royale, I think arena shooters might get a little bit more love as the decade goes, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, uh, what, why, are you, why are you looking like that, Denzel? Yeah. This is an interesting answer. Uh, I, respect, I respect your position on this. But I, by I your right, logic... By your logic, though, by your logic of, like, it being a saturated market and people getting tired of it and so on and so forth, arena shooters would have died a very long time ago. We went, like, but that's different. like sorry, 40 I'm... years of arena shooters and nothing but arena shooters. Like I'm talking about, like, well, I'm talking about, like, you know, like, the Battle Royale scene, the Battle Royale scene is just going to, like, die out. Maybe not dial, but like, it's just not going to be as popular as it is now. I was just I was stick with that arena shooters, whatever. You know, don't forget I said arena shooters because <laughs> okay. we don't we don't want to make a back pedal. Oh, man. But yeah, um, yeah, that's my answer. Battle Royals. Okay, I I'll still lean into I'll still lean into what you talk about though, because even still, even if even if you don't make the comparison to arena shooters, like it doesn't change the fact that arena shooters were the thing for like. 40 some odd years. So you're telling me that all of a sudden, like battle royales who are pretty much just came in, like they're like what, three years deep or whatever. They're just going to go away after 10 years. I don't know, man. That's, that's a tough one. I think (sighs) if anything, they won't be as novel as they are now. And I don't know if maybe that's what you're trying to say. 
I think they'll just become another game mode. Like it'll yeah, just be, list. it'll just yeah. be like, okay, so we have this this shooter game, and we have King of the Hill, and we have Capture the Flag, and we have a battle royale mode. Like it's not, I I don't know, I think it's gonna go away. That's that seems, uh, I mean, it's wild. We'll see what the next so decade, all. guys. Right? You know? <laughs> Bruh, if you look at those Twitch numbers for Warzone still, and people who are just wanting to watch somebody play, let alone wanting to play themselves. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like yeah. that's. I also don't even think we've scratched the surface on BR. Like we're still like in its infancy. Like there's so much more things that we can do with it. It's it can mature to be something very different. Like it doesn't all have to be shooters. Like it can be. Like I was talking about the other day. Like what if somebody decides to make a like a Hunger Games like style game where it's not just about grabbing a gun. It's about like grabbing some sort of weapon, and you know you have swords and clubs and so on and so forth like what if there's a, a melee focus about our royale like we still haven't seen any of that stuff yet i think that stuff's being made and i think yeah i, I think it'll still personally i still think it'll be sustainable 10 years out i i understand why you're saying what you're saying because i don't think it'll be as big of a deal or as much of a splash or a novelty as it is right now i think it'll just be more commonplace just like we don't get hyped up about an arena shooter now like I think that's what that's just what it's gonna be ten years from now. It'll be yeah. like, okay, there's another BR game. Okay, cool. Like we'll play it. Like we still love BR, but it I don't know for it to go away. That's it's a tough one. But like I said, I res- I respect your position, and we'll definitely have to see where it goes. Um, for me, my pick would have to be the and I'm kind of mad you mentioned it, Chris. But like the the Final Fantasy style, like turn based RPG genre. That will, I think that's just dead. I think it's already dead. I think it, I think it will be more dead down the road. You know, they still they still try to churn out those turn based RPGs, but it just doesn't more make sense. More dead. I would say turn based yeah. turn based anything. I think it makes less and less sense as you go along. Like turn based RTS games, turn based RPG games. Like I don't think that those make any sense anymore. I think everything can happen in real time, and you know the the natural evolution to me of a Final Fantasy and whatnot. I think even the the most recent Final Fantasy has yeah, a they real time, to lean into it. Yeah, yeah. like real time um combat system. So I would say the the real time stuff or sorry, the the, the turn based stuff is gonna go away and the real time stuff will, you know, take over. Especially with yeah, the technology. Perfect. I would I would have to imagine that more of the reason why the <clears throat> the combat systems were set up that way in the past is because they didn't have the technology to make you do some of those things in real time. And now as the technologies come further along and, you know, we have different systems in place, like the need for turn-based, uh, it just seems unnecessary. So. Yeah, like we've seen with like games like Final Fantasy where like before they were turn-based and then now like I think Final Fantasy 15 where it's just like a hack and slash type of thing, yeah. even with the remake as well of Final Fantasy 7. So like I, I definitely agree with that point. Yeah. So my question to you after that is then, you think Pokemon's gonna make it through the next decade? <laughs> That's a serious question. You gotta ask it. Pokemon's gonna make it just because it's the name. Yeah, I think I think Pokemon's an anomaly in that genre because you're right, it is turn based, but I feel like it's it's a bit different. Like it invokes that like trading card like nostalgia piece that I don't think it I don't think will go away for them. So I would say they'd be the one that's holding on. But with that being said, like, I very much want a Pokemon Stadium game where, like, you are in full control of your Pokemon and, you know, it's all, like, real-time fighting and you have your combos and all that other stuff. Like, I feel like, like that needs to happen. 
that Pokemon yeah, tournament so. game. It's just actually pretty lit. Hmm. Pokemon tournament is actually not that bad. It's all right. But I mean, I, I think the thing that sucks about that game is I think they limited to like a small amount of characters. Yeah. But it's like hundreds of Pokemon to like get. So it's a thousand now. That's yeah, cool. like it's a hit. It's a it was a miss. You know what I'm saying? Pokemon tournament could have been what you know a yeah. good game, but. They still got a chance in the future. Maybe they'll be one of Nintendo's new releases for the new Switch. Who knows? <laughs> well, <laughs> hold on. Let me, uh, let me think. I got to get my little answer out there, too, I guess, before we move on. Um, for my answer for the genre, I think that's not going to make it through the decade. Honestly, I think if there's not a game that comes out in the next five years that's truly a hitter for this genre, it's got to be, for me, like fighting games. Because, like, Dude, like, we don't get good ones no more. Like, we get ones that are, like, they're okay. Like, you know, Injustice and stuff like that. But, I mean, we, we bring up Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on this pod, like, all the time, right? Because, like, the shit. <laughs> but, like, when is the last time a fighting game made you feel like that? Or, like, any of your other favorite ones from way back in the day? It's just, it's it, it's been a while since somebody took them that serious. You know? I think... I think that's slightly unfair. I, while I, do, again, don't disagree with what you're saying there, I, I think it's unfair to, to invoke the feeling that Marvel vs. Capcom gives you because I think a lot of that was steeped in a culture of being at your friend's house, like playing that on the same, you know, like TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, and I also will say, like you mentioned Injustice uh, too. That game slaps for me, bro. I love that game. That I think I'm pretty sure it just went into Game Pass. That game yeah. is a fucking fire. And uh, Mortal Kombat, pretty sure Mortal Kombat just re-released. Um, was it the MK complete 11? edition? Yeah, the complete edition. That game is also fire. So, <clears throat> as far as I, I'll put it to you like this: I don't think that the fighting game genre is setting the world on fire, but the games that are coming out, like. The, like basically, it's really just um, uh, what's what are the what's the name of the studio? Another Realm Studio. I feel like it's mm-hmm. just them. They just kind of have a cornhole on them because they, <laughs> they're the ones who make Injustice and they're the ones who make yeah. Mortal Kombat. And those games are absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Outside of that, where 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 are all the fighting games? I I definitely agree because nowadays, like you said, it's like only Another Realm making games. We got MK11. Um, you know, when we did the Game Awards show, like, it was funny because MK11 was there two years in a row because they released the, the complete edition. So they put that in back in just because, like, the other fighting games is like, you know, where are they at? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it, it do suck because, yeah, you know, right. we're still going to always get on Mortal Kombat. Um, you know, I'm sure they're going to probably make another Street Fighter eventually. Um, uh, Smash is Smash. Everybody. Like, yeah, yeah, no, like, we're still, yeah. still going to have those games and then, like, you know... The thing that's keeping those games alive is, like, the community, because we know how big, like, competitive, like, fighter, like, gamers are yeah. with the fighting games. Yeah. So, like, games like, you know, Smash would be still big with the esports on that, as well as Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. And I feel like the reason why those games are are as good is because, like, they've just been doing it for so long that people are like, all right, you know, we know this game is going to be good. And so I feel like that's the reason why people... Or, like, the fighting game genre hasn't been as big because, like, nobody's probably taking a chance to look at these other fighting games that we probably, like, 
might have heard of in the past, but like never really like cared about. So yeah, I I don't get why that genre isn't like fighting hard to be in the games as a service space. Like I've been, yeah, it's just I, so. I don't get it either. It's it's it's. It, I feel like we've been talking. We keep talking I, about I this. I don't get that either, dude. <laughs> but it's just so easy to just drop a game that. Well, I guess you can't. You can't be a no-named like company or or come from like a brand new IP, uh, and try to do that because I guess it's it, it is kind of a tougher sell. But <clears throat> you know, Cap, Capcom, what, what's Capcom been doing lately? Like, why don't you sit there and drop a, a, a Street Fighter or a Marvel versus Capcom and just have it be one of those things where you just keep adding new players? It'll basically be relevant for forever if you if you just continue to add new fighters and add new costumes and add this and add that. Like, I feel like, A, <clears throat> the community's, like, starving for that type of game. They're, st- they're starving for fighters, period. But then you can give them, like, a new service model altogether and, you know, reap the benefits of that. Like, I, I feel like it's a missed opportunity for some company out there. Somebody's got to be thinking about it. Somebody's going to be trying I'm, to do it. I'm surprised EA hasn't done something with it either because <laughs> I think about it and I'm like, bro, how has nobody with this popularity of MMA in today's day and age. How has nobody sat there and said, yo, I'm going to make a My Player-esque game for somebody who just wants to fight? They have My Player, like a My Player thing in UFC 4 and 3. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about it? Damn. Yeah, shit. yeah, nobody talks about it. But it's, it is pretty good. Like, I've actually bought the last two I, games. I gotta look into that. that I had no idea. Yeah, I'm pretty well, sure 3 is in uh, Game Pass. So. Yeah, no, I've seen it with uh, McGregor. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I remember when Xbox dropped the Killer Instinct one, the Xbox One first drop, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, with the whole um, game servicing, they could. I mean, that I that actually like, was that was, the, that was what they that, did though. It was a games as a service type of thing. It was just like early, early stages, but they gave the game out for free, and then you could buy fighters like after the fact. So yeah, so like, you know, I mean. I remember playing Kill Extreme. I really enjoyed that game, like competitively. It. So mm-hmm. I feel like they should just bring that back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's but, still out there. I mean, the game is still on. You know. Y'all don't like want something like newish though, like because like even with Killer Instinct, like I think that got really good reviews, but like it still feels like a Street Fighter clone, and like like it just. I, like, yeah. I'm itching for something new. I think that's why I always hold dear to like stuff like Power Stone because I <laughs> felt like when that stuff took. That was a different kind of like fighting game, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I want more. I don't know. I just want something different. Don't get it, it just twisted, does bro. Not happen. Love me some Power Stone. I think we've had this conversation numerous times. That's another game that I. I don't know what the fuck Capcom's doing, bro. <laughs> How you sitting on gems like Street Fighter and Power Stone, and you not like trying to capitalize like. <sighs> Power Stone. We haven't seen a Power Stone in like twenty years. Bruh. That's they could just revamp the whole entire thing, make it a whole brand new like rebranding, and then just make it a new thing, you know? And I think that would hit, especially in today's day and age, mm-hmm. with a co-op system. Mm-hmm. Dude, that would hit. But no. Yeah. No. I feel like Melee-style like open-world games aren't... I don't know why they're not more of a thing. Like anytime we have like a big world where there's it's PvP, it all it always has to be a shooter. Like why are we not why do we not have more melee focused things? Like, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, wasn't that what they were trying to do with Godfall? 
Is, it, true, is that open world or is that more like looter shooter, not open world? It's, it's looter shooter. But, I mean, I guess technically. I'm sure it's, it's still like open some world. type of aspect of it. Well, wait, if we're talking about an open world melee combat game, then you could like come back to like. Like, what do you mean by open world melee combat? Because we have games like Dark Souls where it's like, you know, it's open world and you're fighting. I'm talking about like more hand to hand, like like fighters yeah. type of thing. Oh, hand to hand, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's meet up in the street and throw hands, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a brawler or like. Even like Kung Fu or something. Like I feel like that's uh, missing. That jam fight for New York, bro. That that right there. I was oh, I was just, I was thinking I about when you mentioned EA. I was thinking about like, oh well, what does the EA have that they could make into a fighter? But yeah, that's that's easy. What? Do you think that would be too cheesy? It worked back then, but I don't know about today. It was cheesy then. It's still fun. It doesn't it doesn't have to be like serious. I yeah. I feel I do feel like that's a big problem though. It's like people are trying to take themselves too seriously with some of these games. We can just go back to the ridiculousness of like all the EA big games. Like, just mm. be ridiculous as long as it's fun. Yeah. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to be a young boy? You know, bro. fighting all these uh, Kodak. Bro, but seriously, yeah. you get Kodak. <laughs> you can get all these all these like new like rappers who probably yeah. grew Your up baby, playing that game. Bro. They'll be they'll probably be first in line. Like, yo. Get me into the game. Let's go. I'll put my music in the game. I feel like that's such a win-win for everybody because a fans yeah. fans want that. B rappers would want to be like get that exposure. Rappers, singers, whatever. Um, you know, EA would be raking in money from diff from many different angles because those rappers would be there like knocking on their door like, yo, I want to be in the game. Want to be in the game? Like, why? Why are we not that, getting that? That would be a dope idea. Like, put it as a service game, too, where it's like, you know, like, these new rappers you find, they just put them in the game, too. Like, they'll help them get exposure, and then, like, you know, people who like them, you know, help EA with the battle. Send no money. They send no money that, you know. Just... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Well, we, we, we got to dive into the actual show uh, topics for today, because <laughs> I feel like that would take, that took a, a decent amount of time here, so... Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as as we were mentioning earlier, um, you know, as I've been playing this week and Manny's also been playing this week, Hitman 3 dropped uh, pretty much to universally rave reviews. Um, everybody seems to be loving the game. I think it got a 9 from IGN. Uh, I think the game is absolutely gorgeous, a ton of fun to play. Uh, Chris, I know you didn't necessarily get a chance to play it, but I know you've been looking up some coverage um, so, yeah, so I, I just wanted to start with you as far as what you've seen, you know, just a little, a little bit of an impression of what you think about uh, Hitman so far. Um, it looks like the game looks like Hitman. So take that for exactly like how I say it. Like you're gonna see it, and you're gonna be like, oh yeah, that's Hitman. But <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the um the environments that they have the character in now, I want to say just from looking at some of the gameplay trailers and stuff that it's Probably one of the more gorgeous hitmen, hitman. I, I I don't know how to say that properly right now. Uh, <laughs> pause too. Uh, it's probably a, so. Probably one of the most nice looking games that I've seen them make in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, can't really speak on the dynamics of you know the playability of it and all that stuff because that's probably where you guys come in. But just visually, it looks really good. I, yeah, yeah. He, I saw something about this dude. He he chucked some old lady off a balcony. And I said, God damn. <laughs> Can somebody check on Granny, please? Can somebody please go check on Grandma? God damn. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, t- to your point about the uh, the visuals on the game, I think it speaks a lot to the fact that this is the first. I think one of the first like truly next gen games we've gotten since launch. Um, it's only on next gen consoles and PC, and it is a absolutely beautiful game. I don't I don't think that ray tracing is enabled on um, on console, but I don't know. Everything about it just looks absolutely gorgeous to me. I I, I, I have to agree with you. Very beautiful game. But Manny, yeah, um, you know, what do you think about it so far, gameplay-wise and all that jazz? Yeah, uh, gameplay is definitely, you know, the graphics is definitely beautiful, as you guys brought out, with the different sceneries, like going to Dubai and stuff like that. Just, like, um, really capitalize what the next-gen consoles uh, really can showcase graphical-wise. Um, I also love the fact that you can just go into these situations however you like it. There's, like, no rules except for here's your target. You got to kill him and leave. That's it. Which is, like, you know, it may sound simple, but, like, the stuff you can do um, is, like, there's so many options you can do. You can poison a person. I remember, uh, like... You know, this is this is from the first hit, man. So I wouldn't say it's really a spoiler, but you can like drop a chandelier on somebody in a fashion show, like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and what I really do love about what this hitman offers, even though like you do have to pay for it, essentially, is that you do get the hitman one and two option if you get the game of the year bundle, which allows you to play with basically the updated graphics and visuals and stuff like that, which is really awesome in my opinion. Yeah. So. Like, you know, for people to catch up on the story if you haven't played those. So I really do love what they did. Uh, I really think this is a, a great way to end the trilogy, as they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this that you... The last game? Yep, mm-hmm. last game in the trilogy. Oh, yeah. shit, didn't know that. So now they're jumping on to the James Bond game that we were talking about last week. Um, But <clears throat> I love that you brought up the uh, the ability to play the old versions of the game in this one. I think that's, like, one of the coolest features of the game because I didn't finish two, um, and I, I didn't I didn't finish one or two, but two seems to be where the story really starts to pick up. The first one doesn't really seem to care too much about story. It more focuses on the gameplay and the playground that, that exists in the game. Um, but yeah, the, the fact that I could jump back into two and like kind of finish that up and get myself caught up with the story before I jump into three, like in the same engine with the same you know beautiful graphics and all that stuff, I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, it, it kind of just, you know, put, puts everything into a nice, neat package so you don't have to have, like, all these other games downloaded. So really, really mm-hmm. good on IO, um, IOI for doing that. Uh, but the, the thing that I love most about the game, like you've alluded to as well, is, like, the environment is just amazing. Like, I don't think I've seen a level design like this in a very, very long time. Um, everything in the world is placed for a reason. Everyone in the world is placed there for a reason. Everything has a purpose. And there's literally a million different ways that you can tackle an objective. Like, like you mentioned, you can, you can poison someone, right? Like, like, um, so again, this isn't a, this isn't a spoiler. Um, I'm jumping back to the very first mission in Hitman 2, which is anyone can download and play for free right now. But um, the mission in Hitman 2 is you basically have to break and enter into your target's house before they get home. So, you know, you shoot out some of the cameras around the place, uh, you break in, there's a couple different ways you could break in, but for me, the way I chose to do it was to go all the way to the top of the roof, and there was an opening, I dropped in, whatever, what have you. So I'm looking around, finding all these different things, I see in the kitchen that there's, um, 
there's sugar and honey, and you can poison the sugar and the honey. Like, I have no way of knowing whether this is going to work or not, but I poisoned both of them because I had the, the uh, items to do so. I let the, the mission play out a little bit. I go find some intel that I have to find on the client, uh, or the, the target, I should say. And eventually the, the target comes home with her, like, like, she's a bad guy, obviously. So, like, she has, like, this whole group, like, envoy of people with her. So now the, the level populates with all these bad guys and her. I see her, like, in the main room, in the kitchen, talking to someone. And all of a sudden uh, that character says, oh, like, hey, so-and-so, can you make me a drink or make me some tea? So I'm like, oh, shit, like, this is perfect. Like, <laughs> like this is going to be the easiest kill ever. Uh, and sure enough, they, the person used honey and, and sugar, and that character, like, took a sip. And for some reason, I don't know why this happened, because I, I literally poisoned her drink, um, but she just got sick and went to the bathroom. She didn't, like, die outright, um, mm. which I thought was kind of weird. But either way, I was able to isolate her in the bathroom, and then I just, like, you know, strangled her to death and... I made my escape from there. But, like, bro, super clean. Like, it was just so cool, and there's so many different ways I could do it. Come to find out, because um, I, I went ahead and played it a second time, what, that, what I ended up doing was I waited a little bit longer. I didn't poison the drink. I waited uh, till she went upstairs with her husband, and you can go up on the roof. And, like, early in the mission, they mentioned something about, um, like, she gets a phone call on the phone, and you hear, like, through the voicemail, um like their maintenance guy calling and saying, hey, I just want to call to um, schedule a time to come and fix the ventilation system in the bathroom. Like, you know, you don't, you don't want your whole house smelling like, like nail polish or whatever. I didn't think anything of it. But then when I went up to the roof when she was in the bathroom, it said, like, you can poison the ventilation system. So I put some poison in the ventilation system. Her and her husband died. I slid down and snuck the fuck out. And I just feel like that shit is so cool. Like, it's, it, it essentially is a puzzle game, you know, like, wrapped up in an action game and i just think i don't know like it's unique in that way i don't feel like there are many games like that there's just so many different ways like i said to tackle a particular situation mm. and to have all these different like vistas and all these different things happening in real time like an, another scenario the very first mission of hitman 3 you're in like this big tower in dubai so there's a ton of npcs um a ton of different things happening and you can't just, like, go walk up to the person that you're trying to kill. Like, it's a lot harder than that mission I mentioned beforehand. So um, one of the things that I ended up doing was I found this guy who was talking about how he had a meeting with the target. So I isolated him when he went to the bathroom, choked him out, took his, uh, his like, disguise, basically took his clothes and used it as a disguise, and then posed as him to go to the meeting, and then basically kind of played the long game, waited till there was an opportunity um, Basically, I waited for an opportunity where he was showing me something, like a, a weapon, and I made the weapon malfunction to kill him, and then I, I made it out. Like mm. all that stuff is just cool, man. Like I, I don't know. I like I geeked out on that. I think it's really dope. So yeah, I, I'm mm -hmm. looking forward to like, and it, it, we talked about it last week too, but freaking that James Bond game is gonna be so sick. <laughs> it's just gonna be so sick because you think about James Bond, he's like. He's witty, you know, he, 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 he's like quick, he's a quick thinker, he thinks on his feet, so like, I, I see parallels between that and Hitman, and how you, you get placed in a situation, and you have to improvise, and, yeah, I, I can't yeah. wait. Definitely, yeah, no, definitely. That's why we need another Slitter Cell, too, man. Oh, yeah, that, that's another That's the thing. only other game that gave me it's feelings. It's been long, like dude. Saying, yeah. They that's, keep on teasing us, man, they put, 
You put Sin Fisher in games like Rainbow Six Siege, the, you know, um, <laughs> Ghost Recon. Like, bro, just, why can't we just get a game with him? Don't even get me started Next on that, Splinter Cell fam. Aside from Resident now. Evil, Splinter Cell is definitely, like, my like, number two favorite game of all time. And they've been playing with my emotions for the last, like, four years. So, yeah, I don't even... <laughs> I didn't get me started on that. But I, I think that is a large part of why I love Hitman so much, though. It's, um, I feel like it's filling a void of like a, a stealth action-esque yeah. game that I haven't had in a while. And, yeah. Uh, go play it. Go play Hitman 2. Like I said, it's, it's uh, free to play right now, the, at least the very first mission. Like, I think a lot of people... I think it's, it's something that's getting slept on a little bit. I know that, like I said, this one came out and a lot of people, are, you know, have pretty high praises for it. It's... I mean, it's kind of silly to say, but it's already in conversation with Game of the Year, um, really just because it's the first game of the year that really has yeah. has dropped. But, you know, I do think it's a masterpiece. I do think it's a really good game. Um, you know, I hope I hope the conversation continues a little bit longer. I hope it doesn't just die off because it's early in the year. So, yeah. 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 And like I said, it's, uh, what is it called? Um, and they also give you, if you're uh, new to the franchise, the opportunity to play the first two. So, uh Definitely not a bad time to pick it up. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so uh, yeah. yeah, so <clears throat> jumping over to the next topic, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, and and as you guys all know very well, Resident Evil, my favorite game of all time. They had a showcase this week, um, showing off a little bit of Resident Evil Village and a couple other things. Um, but we'll we'll start with Village for now. We finally got a release date. Woo! Finally, May 7th. May 7th. May 7th. <laughs> you know where I'll be on that day. Cannot oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Chris, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with you again because I know, again, you know, Resident Evil isn't exactly your thing, but I know you yeah, do have an appreciation yeah. for it. So what did you think about what you saw? Uh, it looks pretty good, man. I can't wait to kind of see more. It, it, it hit me more like a teaser than an actual trailer, even though it was a lot longer than a teaser. Um... Definitely had those vibes of uh, Resident Evil 4 in there. Definitely uh, it had those vibes, but then it also gave me some other vibes of some something newish a little bit for, for them a little bit. So that's why I said I kind of want to see more. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that trailer just went by too quickly. Um, <laughs> like, damn, man. I, wanna, uh, I need a little bit, a little bit more. But all in all, look dope. I'm here for it. Um, I don't know if I'm into it enough to say I'm going to get it like when it first comes out. But I I see myself playing it at some point for sure. Mm-hmm. It looks good. We still, need to get you, we still need to get you into the franchise. So I think um, I, I forgot to mention this to you, but next month, yeah, this coming month's Game with Gold, February's Games with Gold, um, is going to be Gears of War 5 and the original Resident Evil. So might want to download that and give it a try. You know, it's free. God damn it. Might be a good place and to start. I believe uh, Capcom has a sale on some Resident Evil titles as well. If, they do, you know, Bruh. They do. Can they I do. be honest with y'all, man? <laughs> He's like, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I am broke. But can I be honest with y'all, man? Scared. <laughs> that evil within shit fucked me up, Brick. I don't know how to go back in on that shit, man. Listen, dude, why do you start the game so rough? That shit was just. Damn, it was just in your face, just, ah, you know, like, it's too much. <laughs> and now I'm like, well, shit, can I even get past the first, like, quarter of the game? Then no. I, I, 
I'm I'm scarred right now, man. I need some some talking to. I don't know, man. I, I just I tell you, bro. That's how I was, yo. Yeah. That's how I was. <laughs> Resident Evil eases you in better than yeah, Evil it does, Within it does. to me because I remember playing the older ones. They definitely were better at that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta play with the community, bro. You gotta stream it for uh, everybody, you know. You got the community with you, you know. I'd watch it. Channel <laughs> one. Oh, I'm definitely we def- uh, I'm definitely gonna be there. I'm, I'm probably gonna help you stream on the game. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta get now, that happening. See, here's the thing, everybody. I want y'all to understand. These guys are making it seem like they're gonna come for moral support. That is not why they're gonna come. Whoa, whoa, they're coming whoa! There. Wait, wait, no, no, no! They're coming to laugh at me and to poke and point fingers and to say, "Look at this guy! He looking like a little punk ass." That's why they're coming to watch me. They're not coming there to cheer me on. That's not they're true. coming there to watch my struggle. That's, That's what that is. That's cap. It's not cap. That's it's cap. Not cap. No, it's not. It's not cap. It's no, cap time. <laughs> wow! Oh God! Bro, I'm I'm I will be there for moral support. Deadass. I I mean oh, I'll still be oh, laughing with you, with you, but I'll be there for moral support. I'm gonna show you, you know, I'm gonna teach you where to go and what to do and all that jazz. Like who who better to play it with than me? You know, the number one Resident Evil fan. Right here, your boy. I'm just so traumatized. So traumatized. I got you, man. Shout out to Javon. You know, I helped Javon through his play through well, his Attempted playthrough of Resident Evil 2. He gave up. Whatever. Facts. <laughs> but, you know, I was there. I was trying to help him out back when he was still on Mixer. Rest in peace, Mixer. Red Mixer. <laughs> God damn it. But, yeah, man. Facebook uh, Facebook streaming? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> but, yeah, aside from that, viewers, listeners, if you guys, you know, you want to see Chris streaming some Resident Evil, you know, drop drop something in the chat. Drop something <sighs> in the comment section. Let us know. I'm dropping that up in the chat uh, for when he'd be dying. When I start doing these YouTube videos, I'm going to record all these shits and upload them. And my thumbnail literally is going to say, why I be playing these shits. <laughs> we'll be on the look for, lookout for that. Mm-hmm. Look, out, look out for the why I be playing these shits series coming soon. In coming the soon. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, Manny, uh, <laughs> let's get your impressions on Resident Evil Village, bro. What you thinking about it? Yeah. Uh First off, we're going to start by saying the game looked beautiful. A1, like steak sauce. Uh, the game, you know what I'm saying, it's just got that feeling to it. From when, you know, when you look at it, and you just see, like, how the forest is and everything like that. The castle. Bro, the castle looked crazy. And I got to, like, you know, since I had a PS5, got to my hands on the little, uh, the little demo. The it, was, uh, it was a little short, you know, to my liking. But it's a little demo, so I mean, I'm not surprised it was that short. It was like, you know, Give I could have been in like seven. I could have been in like seven minutes. Yeah, but yeah. If I, but I was kind of scared. I'm not gonna lie. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like you know, it was more to like showcase the graphics and everything like that. The game looks amazing. Again, um, you know, with the has a little Resident Evil two feet, not two, uh, four features with the the inventory system and stuff like that. You got the merchant back, of course, mm-hmm. selling you everything. So, uh, really excited for May 7th. Word. Yes, sir. May 7th. I, I can't wait either. I, I agree with you. Actually, both of you. The, the vibe I'm getting from this is Resident Evil 4. And that Resident Evil 4 is hands down my favorite Resident Evil of all time. Um, I think it's the most influential one of all time. It, like, like we mentioned last week, it's, you know, 
it's uh, woven its way into other genres and other uh, franchises such as Gears of War. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I love the feel of the mansion. I I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty concerned about these uh, three witches. The fact that they just be materializing out of crows or whatever they were, bees or whatever it was. Bro, I was scared in the demo. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what what if I was walking down the stairs in the demo and then like everything just went silent and it's like I'm watching you. Oh, and then bro. like, bro, I, I looked at the camera when I was streaming. I was like, I'm not going, <laughs> I'm not going to make it. Walk down the stairs, walk down the stairs to the door where I had to go to leave. And then like, she just came out of nowhere, you know, with the the bats and everything like that. And just Grab became you. like, just, she's just like, came out of my neck, man. It scarred me, man. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Oh, bro. <laughs> I understand. I feel your goop. I'm right there with you, bro. Right there with you. Well, we gotta power oh, through God. it, bro. We gotta power through it. It's it's Yo, looking like it's gonna be crazy. These shits, man. Oh, <laughs> I want to figure out why Ethan's in there in the first place, right? Like, how how you go from I don't know being down in the bayou in Louisiana or whatever, what have you, and now all of a sudden you're in this like weird village castle situation with these three witches trying to come kill you. Like, I don't know about that one, fam. I don't know, but. Definitely looking forward to seeing what's going on. I feel like the the promotional material seems to keep avoiding Ethan's face. I wonder if there's something going on with that story wise. Like I know that they didn't really work too hard to try to show his face in Resident Evil Seven, but uh, for, for those of you who don't know, Ethan Winters is the main character. So, but yeah, uh, man, I'm really looking forward to it. But <clears throat> we got another little surprise uh, <laughs> out of the showcase here. Um, so we got our first look at Reverse or Reverse. Oh boy, yeah. Chris's face says it all. Uh, you know, being being a big Resident Evil fan, I gotta say that that one was a big old disappointment. Um, it's basically their their multiplayer component that they're attaching to Resident Evil Village. Um, my first question or my first thought is why is it cell shaded? Like, I, I, I don't know. They're going for the comic book look, yo. <sighs> yeah, I don't I know. I mean, Manny, what do you think about it, man? It's going to be free for when you buy Resident Evil 8. I'm not going to play it. I mean, I might touch it for a day or two, but uh, nah. Yeah. It just it just looks like a cheesy PvP, you know, 3v3 type of game. Like, I don't, it's just. You know, they're trying, but they suck. <laughs> I'll be real with you. So many opportunities for a good Resident Evil game, even if it's like a, oh, like, even if you make another Resident Evil game that is multiplayer, but in a sense where it's co-op, mm-hmm. I'll be happy with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like these last two multiplayer times with Reverse and the other one, I forgot what the other one's called, but like Resistance, Resistance. is this. It's not it, bro. It's weak. It's just not it. I mean, you know, we're gonna be playing the uh the multiplayer beta next week. Uh me and Denzel. Uh so we'll be at least testing the game out. So we can't really say how we really feel until we try the game, but from the looks of it, it just doesn't look like my cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. I say the same, man. Ugh. But yeah, Chris, what do you think of it, man? I know you you pretty much uh, I echo. am actually a little bit more optimistic than you, t- you two. Because uh, okay. okay. I don't really know much about it. I mean, I feel like 
I saw the trailer and all that, and I agree. I don't get why they would choose to make the PvP mode specifically associated. Like, I don't have an issue with it being associated, but it's just an odd choice to... Like, why? <laughs> I just I don't get that. But, aside from that, I mean, I don't know how the gameplay mechanics work in this mode. I don't know how the whole zombie mechanics work in this mode. Like, I don't really know. So I'm not going to sit here and shit on it 100% because I might play it and might think it's kind of lit. You know, I don't know. Now, on first impression, does it blow me away? No. But I guess I'm just open to it being better than a lot of people are thinking it's going to be. But if it's trash, it's trash. It's not going to disappoint me either way. It's just... Because, like, who... You got to be real. Do you expect to be getting multiplayer with a Resident Evil game? No. At the end of the day, it's just extra content. But they could have just gave us the game. (laughs) Right? Without any extra stuff. It's like extra content, man. You know, I don't know. If you throw me an extra game mode on top of the game, but the game itself is fire, and then this little extra whatever ain't what up, yeah, you know, I feel that. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like particularly mad about it or anything. I just wish that there was more because Resident Evil has shown in the past um, that they will add like quirky little game modes in there. Like I know they had um, mercenaries in Resident Evil Four, which was. Mm -hmm. I mean, I enjoyed that, though. That was actually a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, I, I just... I want... I do want a multiplayer Resident Evil game. I know that some people feel, like, weird about, you know, companies and franchises making multiplayer games just for the sake of making a multiplayer game. But I feel like there's an opportunity there. Like, all the different things that have taken place in the world of Resident Evil from... Uh, I mean... I think the thing with, with Raccoon City is probably the easiest thing that you can jump back to, like the where everything really kicked off in Resident Evil 2 when the outbreak happened in Raccoon City. There are so many different people who are dealing with that situation. It's, it's almost like The Walking Dead, right? Like The Walking Dead, there's so many different perspectives to a, a zombie outbreak or a zombie apocalypse. Like You're telling me you can't just find like some scenario that fits within the story of Resident Evil uh, where there's a band of people just running around trying to survive from a bunch of zombies. Like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like there's so much more that they can I do feel like, with it. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I feel like, you know how, we, like, me, like, everybody we know pretty much in the DLC crew, we like playing zombies in, like, Call of Duty. Like, I feel like they could easily make a zombies mode and Resident Evil, where you're just out here surviving round by round, exactly. killing make zombies. A, make a horde mode. And, yeah. then, and, then, and then the map could just be like, um, like one of the maps could be the police station and like from Resident Evil 2. And you're just looking around, looking for keys and stuff like that. Or if you want to go to Call of Duty, oh, you just need a certain amount of points to buy the door. But, you know, say, it's just an easy concept to do. And yeah. it's just so many missed opportunities with, you know, with the new engine they have, you know, but Resident Evil 2 and 3, how, like, the game feels great for, like, you know, action-wise with the gunplay and all that kind of stuff. Like, you can easily just, like, make that into a zombies mode instead of this cheesy PvP you got. Yeah, I don't get it. Totally and it was so, because we, are, we already know everybody loves zombies. Yeah, exactly, bro. If, if you the fact, that, the fact that people who are making an actual zombies game are getting outshined by people who are making a, a first-person shooter, like, military game. 
What? Like, literally at the at the bare minimum, just copy what they're doing, <laughs> right? Like, just copy it and make it Resident Evil. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Like, come on. I agree. So it makes more sense in your game. It just, yeah, yeah, it just makes so uh, much more sense. Like, instead of this, oh, like, well, na- Nazis, we're going to talk about Nazis again, even though we're not even in, like, the Nazi time frame uh, <laughs> in Call of Duty. And all these, <laughs> these Nazis have created zombies again. Like, it doesn't make sense, but yet people still love it, and it works. Like, you have a game where no- zombies make sense. They're a real thing, and there's a reason why they exist. Like, ah, man, it kills me. It yeah. really kills me. I'm Just, still waiting for the zombie BR, man. I'm still waiting for that. Exactly, yeah. Like, like we outlined I, I last episode. I want that, episode. too. That, yeah. that concept could be so cool. Like, yeah, I was... I mean, it, this brings me to, to more of what I wanted to say about the showcase as a whole. I, I feel like, in general, I was pretty disappointed. I loved what I saw from Resident Evil Village, but pretty much that was all we saw was Village, Reverse. They talked a little bit about uh, the, the Netflix show that's coming up, uh, and that was it. And, you know, this this is right around the time of their 25th anniversary, right? I think it's March 22nd is when the first Resident Evil first came out, so that will be their 25th anniversary you announced the showcase, you know, alluding to the fact that you have some announcements, and all we get <laughs> is Village, which is great, Reverse, which is meh, and then, like, you gloss over the, the Netflix special. It's like, yeah, we're, we're really hard at work on it, pan to the next it. thing. Like, He's like, come in 2021, uh-huh. that's it. Bro, what? <laughs> can, cool. can we get a trailer? Yeah. Can we get something? Yeah, for real, for yeah. real. Bare also, bones. we got no Resident Evil 4 remake announcement. Like, come on. Like, I get, uh, I, I get, Minnie made a point earlier. Like, it kind of doesn't fully make sense to announce something like that because it could, I guess it could hurt the sales of Village, but I don't really see it that way, especially if the game's not coming out anytime soon. I would have to imagine that that game's coming out 2022, 2023. Announce it. Like, it's it's something. Like, you don't even need to show us a trailer. You could just be like, hey, we're remaking Resident Evil 4. Like, and you, it would make such an easy tie-in to you showing off Village, because obviously Village has that same vibe. It's got the same inventory system. Like, oh, man. I feel like I've been saying this a lot recently, <laughs> but there's just so many missed opportunities from these companies, man. Like, I don't know everything, and I'm not going to... I definitely wouldn't know how to run a company like that. But, man, like, how you going to have a showcase, you hype it up, and you only show off two games... And then one like half-assed topic like be better, Capcom, be better. When they said the showcase, and I wasn't expecting like an hour-long showcase, showcasing all these different things. I was, you know, like at least expecting a half an hour, fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes to showcase a gameplay trailer uh, and the gameplay of the Resident Evil Village, and then like I don't know, like I just felt like. It was just too much hype for yeah. something as it little was. as that. Was. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. We forgot, though, Manny. We did get one other thing. We get one other thing. We got a tie-in with The Division, too. So cool, guys. So I cool. We got, we got uniforms in <laughs> Resident Evil 2, Stars uniforms in The Division 2. Like, we didn't even, we didn't even get like a, oh, there's going to be a zombies mode, and we're partnering with them. And the end of, we didn't even get that. Man, I don't even play the Division Two, so I'm good. <laughs> Bruh. Disappointment. Wow. Disappointment. 
Very upsetting. I know, for, especially for a 25th anniversary. For real, yeah. It's better than another Smash character, guys. All right. <laughs> Right. Yo, no, we're not doing that. Like, no Smash characters. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Leon <Smash> Kennedy. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, it would be the same character. <laughs> I think Leon would make I'm more sense for Smash, though. Because cause Resident Evil 4 came out on GameCube. So I feel like that might True. make some sense. True. Um, but yeah, Chris, we're not doing that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not I'm holding them to that saying. standard. I'm holding... Resident Evil starts fucking up. Their feet are being held to the fire on this podcast. Ain't no way I'm being associated with some shit where developers <laughs> of my favorite franchise start fucking up to the point where we're talking about them like Nintendo and fucking uh, Smash characters. Hell no. No. We hold them to a higher standard here. I'm not about that shit. Oh, the finger came out, y'all. He is not playing. It's a... I'm going to go to Kimball here. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm gonna take your your uh, your rant section from you, bro. I'm about to be the one ranting up in here. <laughs> oh, that's super funny, bro. Mm, super mm, funny. Mm. Well, like we mentioned, showcase is a bit of a disappointment. And uh, speaking of disappointments, Friday afternoon, well, Friday morning, really. Um, Microsoft just out of the blue hits us with some pretty crazy news where they're doubling doubling the price of xbox live uh man and the internet went crazy people were freaking out you know i mean rightfully so you know they they like like we talked about you know we hold we like to hold companies feet to the fire and twitter in particular was not holding back everybody and their mother was coming at xbox Mm -hmm. um I, I think there was a pretty good, decent amount of time where Microsoft and Xbox were trending on Twitter. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, in the, in the course of all that backlash, people being upset, you know, doubling the price of Xbox Live to the point where, you know, for those who don't know, Xbox Live specifically is typically $60 for one year. And they they pushed it up to be $120, which is a crazy, crazy jump. Um, so, yeah, after all that backlash... Friday night comes along, Microsoft decides to do the right thing, and they uh, they decide they announced that they were going to cancel the price hike, and they were going to take it a step further, um, and make free to play games not require Xbox Live Gold. And they'll truly be free to play. So that means your Fortnites and your Call of Duty Warzones, um, you know, those games will not require any Xbox Live Gold. And I I think <clears throat> obviously <laughs> you know. The the backlash was pretty swift, and the decision to to try to double the price of Xbox Live Gold seemed like a boneheaded move in the first place. But you know, I do commend Microsoft for really listening to the community and making a, a change that quickly. Like, I would have to imagine that they didn't make that decision lightly in the first place. There had to be multiple meetings. Like that had to have been a conscious effort. Like you don't just make a, a price change on a whim. So I think they had to have known that there would be some backlash. They may not have expected it to be as swift as it was. And let's be honest, right? A good chunk of the Xbox community, uh, from what we can tell, they're not really using Xbox Live Gold. They're on Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And that didn't change in price whatsoever. But it just felt so universally bad that I think everybody had something to say. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it's, like you said, it's a great thing that it's no longer there. It's no longer taking place, and you know, again, kudos to Microsoft for taking it a step further and 
you know, really finally making free to play games truly free to play on the platform. But uh, but you know, I want to get your guys' input on this. So Manny, let me know what you think. Um, like you said, you know, with Game Pass Ultimate being a thing where it combines gold and Game Pass, it's true that this probably could have been like an attempt for Microsoft to be like, all right, let's let's find a way to get people's attention away of just the gold membership itself and try to get to only buy Game Pass itself. Mm-hmm. And if it was an attempt to do that, it was a pretty bad one <laughs> because, I mean, I was furious myself and me for somebody who owns Game Pass Ultimate and has that subscription. So it, it like may not matter to me, but there are some people who are out there who only have Xbox Live Gold just to play, like, mm-hmm. you know, just to have the gold membership only. Like, they don't have Game Pass, which is, you know, up to them. It's not my decision to make for them or anybody else's decision. So the fact that they have to take the punishment just to uh, play online games, it, it was... Yeah, it was, it was just it was just it was disappointing for Microsoft, but you know it's a good thing they listen to the fans. It shows that they really care about what we think, and it shows you know like I said you know it may some bad may have happened, but in the end Microsoft did listen. They do care about the community, and I'm glad they didn't change the price. But like you said, also you know for the people that were only paying for the gold membership just to play those free games like Warzone, Fortnite, stuff like that. They also get that added bonus of not having to worry about buying membership anymore. So that's a plus as well. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Microsoft for finally uh, finally doing the free-to-play thing unlocked. Yeah, for sure. Sure. <clears throat> Chris, what about you? What was your uh, initial reaction uh, and, you know, what do you think about the whole situation? Initial reaction. So, for the record, people, my initial reaction whenever I get a price increase in anything is what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm just I'm just throwing that out there, right? Just just off rip. Um. So after that, uh, I might have said it again. And then, uh, yeah, no, I was I was kind of annoyed because, like you said, you know, it doesn't really affect us because we got the the Game Pass, but we care about the community. You know, I I remember when I was a kid, and um getting live every month and getting it consistently and all those things was a lot harder to do when you're little and you don't have like a fortunate home to like always kind of have that stuff um so for that kid who's trying to just play with his friends and just have a little escape after school or whatever yeah that kind of sucks because you might have made it hard for him to do that you know what i mean like some people could afford 60 bucks and they're barely scratching it by and then you're talking about 120 like that's that's a major major increase out of nowhere. So I look at it from two sides. The business side of me will say, well, I mean, it's their shit, so they can do what they kind of want to do with their stuff. Because the funny thing is, like, we buy their hardware, but people act like you buy their hardware and then like you kind of like just own Xbox. It's like no, you buy the hardware and then you also are buying access to their services because that's part of it you cannot use xbox live without some kind of xbox something you know what i'm saying like you, you just don't get the access so it's like at the end of the day it's like yeah you own the hardware and you do have a little bit of a say in certain things but you don't have to say in everything it's the same idea with like microsoft in general everybody has a computer or a laptop but a good amount of them if it's not a mac they're running on microsoft based programming 
if they decide to change some shit, you ain't got no choice, man. You just kind of have to deal with it kind of thing, right? And it's there, it's, that's what it is. And that's how businesses work, and you kind of just have to deal with it. Inflation is what it is. From a morality point of view, from the point of view of somebody who be broke, <laughs> yeah, man, that's some bullshit, man. Y'all better get the fuck up out of here with that. Listen, <laughs> it is a pandemic right now. I get it. These people can do whatever they want with their stuff. But it just comes off so scummy on top of saying you're going to double it out of nowhere to do that to folks in the middle of all the stuff that's going on right now with everybody. People are friggin' hurting, man. Like, come on, dude. Like, if you're really going to do an increase, one, you do it like how you said, where it's a gradual increase over the series of time. And two, maybe it would be nice if some of y'all would wait a little bit so some people can get their shit together for a little bit because... Come on, man. Like, I mean, people are not doing good right now. They're not. Mm-hmm. We all just got some stimuluses. <clears throat> that barely it, did anything. It barely did anything. You know what I'm saying? It was $600, and it was better than nothing, but it, it's $600. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, let people get their bearings back. The vaccinations are coming out. They're slowly but surely getting across to people. You know what I mean? Like, damn, man, let people go try to get a job in, the, in a couple <laughs> months or something, man. Like, golly. Y'all yeah. act like y'all not in the same boat. We all in the same exact boat. So it, it really bothers me where I see things that kind of look semi-greedy during this time period. Mm. Like, come on, man. Come on. So that's just how I feel. You know, it's funny because, like, earlier in the week, too, we were talking about how Xfinity was just, like, doing the whole thing with the now charging data just for play. Or, like, not yeah. to play, but, like, just for Internet itself. Like, mm-hmm. before, yeah. it's like, you pay for Xfinity, you get your Internet, and that's so you don't have to worry about anything else. But now they're, like, having that cap where it's like, all right, if you pass 1.2 terabytes, you're going to have to start paying an over fee unless you're uh, getting the unlimited data plan, which is the next $30 a month. And I was yeah. like, yo, 2020, 2021, uh, already going to a shaky start. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> And then Microsoft yeah. pulled that out and was like, yeah. It's like the timing of it, yeah, like back to back, damn near. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, yeah, y'all killing us, killing it's, us. It's a weird time. I mean, I, I, like I mentioned before, you know, it, it, it upset me as well. Obviously, it doesn't necessarily affect me, um, you know, because I, I use uh, Game Pass Ultimate as well. Um, but I guess at some level, I wasn't surprised to see that an increase was coming. I think just the fact that it was being doubled is just ridiculous. Like you mentioned, right? Um, inflation is, is a thing. <laughs> uh, the gaming industry isn't, isn't immune to it in any meaningful way. I think the fact that Xbox Live hasn't increased its price in 10 years is definitely telling. I mean, <clears throat> there's still a service that, you know, for the most part, there's been some shaky moments, but for the most part, it has run damn near flawlessly. You know, we saw how things went over the course of the, the Christmas break. Not a single outage. Um, you know, it takes money to, for that stuff to run. And I get it. Microsoft's a, a multi-billion dollar company, so they don't need money in that regard. But, you know, something's got to give at some level. And I do understand that they will at some point need to raise the price of Xbox Live and even Game Pass Ultimate. I'm sure that's going to go up soon as well. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, doubling the price out of virtually nowhere just feels real scummy. Mm-hmm. And Manny, to, to, you know, to your point about, you know, like we did talk about with Xfinity, um, to some of you who may be listening or watching, you probably already live in a, a place where you're, you're data capped. I know that um, it's pretty common on the West Coast. <clears throat> We've been fortunate enough to, you know, dodge that bullet for quite some time. I know Comcast has had it pretty much everywhere other than, I think, 12 states 
we were the one of the final 12 states, um, you know, Connecticut, where we live, <clears throat> New York, and a couple other places on the East Coast. We were the, kind of the final people to get that data cap. And the, like you said, Manny, the timing just feels bad. You know, it's the writing is on the wall that these things are going to eventually happen because of inflation, because, you know, that that's just how things work. But to ha- have it happen in the middle of a pandemic mm-hmm. where everybody's in their home, <laughs> yeah, every, everybody's at home, you know, like the Internet and gaming it feels like something that we've been relying on more than ever. It feels, you know, like like we're being exploited at some level. And it, you know, that very well may not have been where Microsoft's mindset was. It clearly it wasn't because, you know, they they went back and made a change. Um yeah, just I think it's I think it's interesting that that that's kind of where we're going right now. Yeah. Um you know, and again, I, I give Microsoft all the credit in the world for, you know, going ahead and and changing that. Um you know, they like I said, they they release a statement, and I'll actually read a little bit of it, might as well, um, because it seems like it seems like they really did listen. So uh, they said, "We messed up today, and you were right to let us know. Connecting and playing with friends is a vital part of gaming, and we fail to meet the expectations of players who count on it every day. As a result, we have decided to not change Xbox Live Gold pricing. We're turning this moment into an opportunity to bring Xbox Live more in line with how we see players at the center of their experience." For free-to-play games, you no longer need Xbox Live Gold membership to play those games on Xbox. We're working hard to deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months. And yeah, I mean that that kind of says it all right there, right? It it sounds like they know they they fucked up. <laughs> Realistically, they know they fucked up, and and they made the changes as soon as they possibly could. Microsoft's mm-hmm. been riding on this wave of really really good energy, good vibes goodwill from the people uh, you know th- that move alone yesterday it, it really stood the chance of just destroying everything that they've done in the past two three years um you know <clears throat> i saw a couple headlines where it said microsoft just made xbox live the worst value in gaming but then in that same article they still talked about how game pass was the best deal in gaming so it's like it's almost like that the dichotomy of those two things like okay you're you're this company that's you know really been very uh consumer friendly budget friendly um you know you you have game pass ultimate game pass as a whole which is very great for consumers on a, on a tight budget you have uh the xbox series s which is an extremely affordable console you know for people to get into next gen like you have those things and then you go ahead and do xbox live gold it's just like yeah, it doesn't look good. And it, it it seemed like it was such a break from, you know, what they said that they're all about. You know, like they said that they're, uh, what was the term they used? Um, basically, more in line with how we see the player at the center of their experience. So, you know, it, it seems like they, they very much are projecting this image of they want to make sure that people can play in any capacity, you know, and not feel like they're... Um, being stretched as far as having to spend a ton of money. Like they want players to have a choice basically. And I feel like they pulled choice out of a lot of people's hands by telling them, Hey, you have to pay $120 a year to play call of duty Warzone, which is a free game already. Um, so yeah, yeah again, mm-hmm. you know, definitely commend them for making that change. So yeah. I was yeah. more surprised. It was like the fact that he doubled it. Like there's basically no incentive of buying a year, like a membership as it used to, where like you buy a year, you save like, around $50, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's now $10 a month or yeah, $10 a month to buy a uh, gold membership. So, 
but shout out to the community though, you know, for letting uh, yeah. lashing out and letting Microsoft know the thing the right thing to do. That's what it is, man. We we gotta hold these companies accountable. You gotta hold their feet sure. to the fire. Tell them how we feel. Yes, yeah. we do. But yeah, anybody have anything else to add about uh about this particular topic? Um. Nah, just it is what it is. Um, I kind of still expect an increase definitely to happen within like the next year or two. Mm. But I just think it'll be a lot more well thought out, yeah. a lot more uh, subtle in yep. terms of the increases. It's not going to be a whole double. They're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. They already they not they know better now. Yeah. They're definitely not going to do that. And I think I think it'll be better communicated too. I think though, if they do go ahead and add um, increase the price. You know, let's say they even do it across the board by five dollars, right? So, or I don't know. I guess it would have to it would have to tear out a little differently. But let's say they increased it per year by five or ten dollars. I think that would go over better, right? Like, you know, yeah, like, okay, sure. this this makes sense at some level. This is, you know, inflation. It happens, whatever. But yeah, to just double it out of the blue just felt. It just didn't, yeah. sit, didn't sit right with a lot of people. What's crazy, though, is that makes me wonder, because clearly they want to increase the price, because they would have never tried to do it if they didn't want to increase the price. Mm-hmm. My wonder is inflation generally is something that affects people across the board. It affects the little man more, obviously, because we don't have as much money as a rich person, but it still affects rich people too, right? So it's like on the side of Microsoft, what is their cost and stuff like that? starting to look like mm-hmm. because of inflation on their end mm-hmm. you know is that something that a lot of people don't question because we just you know we get used to what we get used to but again that's why it should have been something more well thought out and subtle and just communicated better yeah. but mm-hmm. we can't act like you know yeah they make a lot of money and it's a multi-billion dollar company but if your money switches up in a certain way and you're used to certain things being a certain way you have certain deals with certain uh production companies or people who give you items to make your consoles or whatever the case is all of that shit changes as yeah. soon as any kind of inflation hits anything. So it's like people just have to consider that too. You yeah, know, it's 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 just absolutely they feel it too. You know, so yeah. it, I mean, it boils down to this, right? Like they're they're a mega corporation. They're they're no different than any other regular business, right? They still have a right. a P and L just like every other company. They have you know um, losses that they have to account for. Uh, you know, the, the, I'm sure that that maintaining Xbox Live has gotten more expensive over time, right? You've increased to have significantly more players. Um, you are you just you know switched up to a brand new generation of consoles where those servers are a lot more demanding. Um, Xbox is constantly, constantly, constantly adding features. Xbox Live parties gets upgraded. The ability for people to um, to stream their games like you know, over their internet, like stream. Um, and I, I don't mean like xCloud in particular, but I mean like the the remote, uh, what's the term? Remote play? Yeah, remote play. You know, that stuff, I'm, I'm sure that stuff costs them money too. Like all those, they add so many features over the course of time, especially over the course of 10 years for the fact that nothing has changed. You know, it, at some point it has to change. And I, I definitely think that we'll still get a price hike on Xbox Live. But it'll it'll come down the road, and I think that they'll add more value when they do it. So mm-hmm. We'll see. The, the messaging will be snuck in there a little bit differently. Like yeah. like I like I always say, Microsoft always delivers bad news in a tweet or a blog post, and then usually after like the week after they'll have some big like good news. So I won't be surprised if you know 
it almost almost always ends up being on a Thursday with Microsoft. I wouldn't be surprised if next Thursday we get some announcement about something. I don't know what it might be, but maybe we'll get a gameplay trailer or something like that. That's purely speculation, by the way. But I just noticed from their pattern, they deliver bad news like in a blog post, like kind of under the radar, and then they follow up with something good down the road. So we'll see what happens. I mean, we that. do got something good coming up this week. The medium? You know. It ain't small, it ain't large, but it's the medium. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the medium. Well we'll 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 save that discussion for next week when we get a chance to play it. Um but you know, just before we close it all out, you know, I I have a question for everybody here. Um what do you guys think will be the next victim of inflation in the gaming industry? So obviously we you know, we all agree that at some point, Xbox Live will probably go up. Um, so is there anything else in the gaming industry you guys can think of that you know might fall victim to inflation? Um, Chris? Was, oh, go ahead, Chris. Well, Chris you, not? Yeah, let you start off this Chris, time. Okay, Chris. Um, for me, honestly, I think it's going to touch everything. So like, I think it's going to be, again, something that's subtle, something that maybe you don't notice right away, or something that, like, if the... A person isn't frequently looking at these prices, might not notice right away. So, like, one of the examples I can give you, right? Like, um, if you try to change your gamer tag on Microsoft, it's like $5 to do it. I could see them doing something where if you try to do it in the future, maybe it's $10. And then, like, so the average person, you know, who doesn't look at that stuff all the time, looks at this thing one day and says, I want to change it. They're going to be like, oh, $10, oh. Oh, it ain't that bad, mm-hmm. and they're just gonna pay it, right? Mm-hmm. It's little tiny things like that. I think that's gonna happen. So, like controllers, I don't know how much controllers go for right now, but they probably go up by three, four, five dollars. It's gonna be them little tiny things that they do here and there to make things happen the way they want it to happen. Same thing with you said with Game Pass going up. Mm-hmm. Game Pass is what seventeen ninety nine right now. Game Pass at some point in the next five years is gonna go up to at least twenty five dollars. It's it's gonna happen. Yeah, it, I can come see on. That. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's going to be that kind of stuff, especially if they don't decide to raise the prices on the actual games themselves. Yeah, man, it's it's going to be the little things that they're going to get us on. Well, the games already um, went up. Games already went up in price. They're $70 now in next gen, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, um, Manny, is there one? Uh, Chris gave us, like, three things. So is there, like, one specific thing you could think of that you think is uh, going to increase? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I know, you know, it's like games itself, we already know what has gone up. I think, you know, game services with like the free-to-play games, I feel like, you know, now ideally it's usually like $10 a season to get the season stuff. I feel like that might go up essentially in the future or even like how much you buy, um, how much has to buy like the game currency itself, like COD points or like Fortnite Uh, I forgot what the Fortnite points is called, but like, I feel like eventually that's going to go up. I like, you know, even playing like Fortnite, it's like it costs fifteen dollars for a skin. Sometimes even twenty dollars for a skin, which is insane. And people buy. It. So like, you I wouldn't be. Hey, 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 hey! I wouldn't be surprised. If, like in the future, where it's like instead of paying ten dollars for a season pass, it's gonna be fifteen dollars for a season pass. Yeah. And uh, it's like, you know, it's just it's eventually gonna happen because, we, as we see, like game services is already like going big at mm-hmm. right now so mm-hmm. yeah i agree um yeah i mean yeah yeah you, you took mine um my bad it's okay my bad. it's okay 
No, two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah, two weeks in a row. I mean, maybe three even, but that's okay. Great minds think alike. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think season passes, um, DLC expansion packs. Uh, they're all uh, <laughs> they're all gonna go up a little bit. Um, I can easily see things that you know that used to be ten dollars going up to fifteen to twenty dollars. Um, you know, it, it's it's kind of inevitable. Even the fact that we kept game prices at sixty dollars for what the course of two generations, it's kind of impressive, right? Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> the the fact that game prices stayed at sixty bucks for so long is is it was kind of amazing. So mm-hmm. I'm not particularly surprised that you know we have the seventy dollar game thing going. I think, I guess for for me being more of an Xbox gamer doesn't really bother me as much or matter to me as much because, you know, m- most of the exclusive games will be in Game Pass. Game Pass already has, you know, mitigated the cost on a lot of different things as it is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm 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 okay with those things going up and I fully expect, it, you know, it to continue going up. Um I can't really think of anything else outside of that that I would explicitly expect to increase. Hmm. I think I mean, some of the game accessories too, man. Yeah, like yeah. stuff that like third party stuff that gets made for stuff. Like even the little stupid thumbstick things I bought for my controller. Them shits was fifteen dollars. Mm. They're gonna be like twenty five dollars <laughs> in a couple years, easy. Wouldn't be surprised. But somebody will buy them because they're gonna just go on their website because they don't frequent it and be like, huh, they're gonna really help my aim. Twenty five dollars. That's not that bad. And they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do it. You know, yeah. it's just it's just what it is. Yeah. I I think another thing though, just just to pop pop into my head, and you know, obviously something that we all talk about a lot, but I think you know one one result of the inflation that that's kind of going on around us all is, I think, the rise of the free to play game model, right? Um, you know, like the base level of the game may be free, you know, in the case of like a Hitman or something like that, you may get the first episode for free or the first um, mission for free uh, to get you on the hook. And then, you know, boom, it's going to be $10 per level or, you know, $5 per level or whatever it ends up being. And that could look like more than $60 for a game, right? Like, I don't even know how, how many levels Hitman 2 has. I want to say it's like six or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah, know, yeah. Let's, six were like a couple bonus ones, but. Right. So, I mean, let's say, let's say, you know, another company releases something like a Hitman 2 and, Instead of making it a sixty or seventy dollar game, they make it just a base level game, and then every uh, level that you want to go to from there is an extra five dollars. So now, if you look at it from from the from you know take a step back and you see okay, well they made twenty levels, like those twenty levels might have been a seventy dollar game, but now because it's like five dollars a pop, it's like that's two hundred dollars. Like well not you know not two hundred dollars a hundred dollars. It's like damn like now, now games are really costing a hundred dollars but you obviously don't have to buy that hundred dollar game right you have more flexibility so the comp the the customer feels like they have more choice and the company in the long term will probably make a little bit more money so i think mm-hmm. that might be some of the hidden things that we see like it may not be as explicit as you know games will go up to a hundred dollars like outright or you know the season pass will go up to this price or whatever. It may be a little bit more subtle. It may just turn into different business practices. That might be very well why we had 
you know, the Fortnite business model to, to begin with is that, you know, we can make more money this way because inflation is happening and really it costs a lot more money than it's ever cost before to make a game, so on and so forth. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What, another thing that pops into my head, too, is, um, and it's probably the last thing I wanted to add, with Microsoft in particular, because they're so big of a company, you almost can't, like, count them out of just coming up with something completely brand new and then trying to, like, bunch it into what we already have. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, right, what if one day Microsoft was like, oh, we're starting our own television streaming service mm-hmm. called Xbox TV, and you can get a bundle of Xbox TV with Xbox Game Pass in one thing, and it's, like, 50, 55 bucks or something like that. Within whatever framing they give you for pricing, they can technically hike up a little bit, so to speak, in terms of certain values. Mm-hmm. And then you might look at it as a consumer as it's still a good deal because you're getting both. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, I, I don't know. I, I think that with them in particular, if it wasn't Microsoft, I wouldn't give them that. Mm. But they have so much free reign to come up with new shit, especially within the next decade, that that, that wouldn't surprise me if that's what happened. I think that's, yeah, I think that's an absolutely great point. I think what you'll see end up happening is, because I actually don't think Microsoft is interested in making anything like that anytime soon, but I could see them partnering with Disney, I mean, which they already do, but let's say instead of now, instead of just getting a month of Disney Plus, you get six months or a year or something like that, and then they bake that into the cost of um, Game Pass Ultimate where it goes up in price. So now it gets that 25 you know, a month. And within that 25 a month, you're really paying for Spotify premium and Disney plus and this and that, like, <clears throat> I think that stuff's already happening with uh, your cell phone carriers, right? Verizon's yeah. been hardcore on that. So if you, if you get a Verizon unlimited plan, you get a, I think the, the most recent plan, you can get a year of Disney plus ESPN plus and Hulu, like their Disney bundle, I think yeah. you get like six months of PlayStation Plus on them. You get like Discovery Plus. Like there's all these different things that are baked into the price of this one thing because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, it's it's easier that way. And the consumer isn't thinking about it as, oh, this is like another thing that's that's being charged on my bill monthly. So I think you'll definitely see the rise of that across the board. You know, another thing to look at too, we know that uh, Google... Stadia is still a thing. They're they're pushing pretty hard. The rumor is that they're, yeah, oh yeah. The, the, I'm joking. <laughs> but the the rumor is that they're trying to uh, to purchase a bunch of studios um, or game studios along with Microsoft, along with uh, Amazon. There's a, a pretty big rumor out there that they're all kind of butting heads to to gobble up as many studios. So you know, using those guys as an example. So look at what Google has. Google already has. YouTube Premium and YouTube TV and um, their music service as well. So what if now you have a whole bundle where you get all these things, you know, for for the, I don't know, I guess maybe the price of Game Pass Ultimate every month or whatever it ends up being. Um, Mm -hmm. And now you have all these things. That's a crazy value right there. That's that's another level of competition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Amazon, Amazon, they have their Luna service. So imagine they incorporate Luna into Amazon Prime. It's over. Everybody has Amazon Prime already. So, you know, you, you factor all those different things in there. I think that a lot of th- – this will be the hidden cost of – or the, the hidden um, result of inflation in the industry is these bundlings of services. You'll see a lot – I think you're going to see it a lot more. 
Yeah. Yeah. Agree. All right, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll leave it there this time around, guys. Let us uh, know what you guys think about you know the the state of the industry and inflation in the industry, or any of the topics that we talked about, whether it's Hitman, Resident Evil, or the Xbox Live uh, gaming fiasco that we had here uh, on Friday. And uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. But first, as always, Chris, I'll let you start this time. Let the people know where they can find you. Well. Catch me on everything at M A Y two five T H X X, and that again is on everything, even Gmail. All right, <laughs> all right, Manny. What about you? Catch me anywhere: Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, OnlyFans. Uh, Goomaster Flex, G O O P M A S T E R F L E X. Spelling that. Oh, he's spelling that. Oh. You know what I'm saying? You got a copy of the May 25th flow. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, so make sure to check those guys out. Um, For myself, it's Black Ice 8 everywhere, as always, on Xbox, PlayStation, Twitter, Facebook, Steam, wherever. Um, and the only difference is on Instagram, I am blackice 8 underscore gaming. So, again, make sure to check us out. Also, check us out on our Instagram, that XPACPod. Uh, my guy Manny is doing a great job running that Instagram account for us. Um, so, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.